0: Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts JC and Jack discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives. The Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Hi, welcome back to Ball vs. Life. This is episode, actually, this is episode 50. This is a special yeah, episode, JC. Yeah, Shoot. Man, we made it a 50 episode. Jeez. I know, it's crazy. 50 episodes, if you count out the weeks, I know we release every two weeks now. Yeah. But that's like a whole year, right? Yeah, Almost I mean, a whole year. Yeah, man. I mean,
1: if we've. It, it seems like we haven't been doing it a while, but I guess 50 is It's. a, it's a benchmark episode, man. So hopefully we can kind of keep the train going and uh, see
0: see where this goes. But yeah. Yeah. And- with that said we got a special guest today for our 50th episode i gotta intro this guy because he's my been my friend since elementary school Whoa. he's my boy david i mean he's my he's pretty much my go-to guy we've been playing ball for i don't even know how many years david but welcome to the podcast david i'm excited to have you on buddy
2: so Jack, so jc yeah, thanks for good. having me thanks for dropping by man yeah very excited very excited
0: <laughs> and, and to put it in context this guy's also a laker fan i mean i know jc's been annoyed by us last week last episode we brought up mike who's another laker fan but look yeah. this laker centric right now bro this, <laughs> you should... <laughs>
2: you're all <numbered. laughs>
0: it's your time it's your time so enjoy yep. It. Yep, so, yep. With, so with that said david the lakers wrapped up their series buddy we're, we're we we finished it in five and yeah. how do you feel about it, man how do you feel about the lakers doing what they do best right now closing out series
2: yeah, man, definitely. Uh, you know, I watch all the games. Very, very proud of them. Um, mm. Obviously, uh, you know, we dropped game one. Uh, got a little bit nervous about that. You know, this small ball versus uh, versus we'll the Lakers. Ball. All all this. We got all these big guys, but uh, yeah. you know, uh, I thought we did pretty well. Closed out relatively fast within five games. I thought it might go six, but uh, yeah, yeah, we got the job done.
0: What did you think, JC?
1: Was it surprising? For you guys that it, it it the series went went that quick,
0: especially after game one. I'm just curious. I'll say it was surprising for me. I thought it was gonna go six, maybe seven, but I mean I'll ask David this later, but I was actually really impressed by the Lakers and how they adjusted, and this is something that Rockets didn't do. The Lakers actually went small the last two games. They started Marquise Morris instead of starting JaVale anymore because they just realized it wasn't effective to go big. And and I told you, JC, a couple episodes ago that my fear was we would continue to go big against this team that feast on teams that go big because yeah. we can't keep up with their speed and they're, yeah. they're just spreading the floor. But I, I, again, I want to pass this on along to David. You got to be impressed with how we switched to small and considering AD was our five, we could still dominate because... You have a yeah. freaking all-star, superstar player like AD. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You're still big when you go small, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, still,
1: it's, it's not like it's PJ Tucker. <laughs> not the five, man. That's still AD, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, Lakers did really well, though. Um, yeah, I was surprised when they actually switched down uh, this play small ball with Houston. I thought we were going to try to just use our size and out-rebound and just crash the boards on them. But obviously that didn't work after game one, but uh yeah we we definitely adapted really well. give the uh credit to our coaching staff mm-hmm. yeah to to make that switch i will tell you this
1: i was per i was personally surprised that it went by that quick just because I feel like Houston coming into the series and coming into the bubble, actually they're really desperate man they've i mean for the past couple of years they've really swung and missed, and they were really close to you know beating the warriors a couple of years back so i think with james harden playing at an all-time level you know i thought they were going to be really really dangerous and after game 1 i was just like mm-hmm. i was i was talking to you jack i was just like i don't know man they're <laughs> kind of dictating and you 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 agreed like they're they're dictating the way that they play the game but then
0: Wah, wah, wah. I mean, the <laughs> whole the <laughs> dude, the whole time after that game one, we, you and I were talking. We're like, "Dude, buckle in; it's gonna be a long series." Yeah, no,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I know, and um I don't know. I just felt like, you know, the Lakers kind of made adjustments, like what David pointed out, and then Houston just didn't have an answer for it. Like I felt like they just kind of they ran out of steam.
0: The the, sc- the scary thing is, it kind of mirrored the Portland series in the same way because the Lakers dropped the first game in the Portland series too. And people were like, oh man, like the sky is falling. Dame Dollar is going to dominate the series and maybe push the Lakers and possibly beat them. But then the game after game, the Lakers just started dominating, dude, like on the defensive end. And as you said, JC, the size just started wearing on even the trailblazers and they were big too. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah. The
0: same thing happened in the Houston series. You could just tell, man, like each game that went by, they just started gassing out they couldn't handle just the si- the sheer size and the easy baskets the Lakers could get and then again people get tight in the fourth and the Lakers kind of locked down I mean what do you think about the defense David that that we employed doubling James Harden and then forcing Westbrook to shoot what'd you feel how'd you feel when we started to lock down in the the third fourth quarters
2: yeah that was really it was a good game plan uh you know, obviously we know Westbrook, or Westbrick, right, couldn't hit the three. <laughs> so <laughs> we kind of use what they did with our their defensive strategy against Ronda. We kind of, you know, put it back on Westbrook. And uh, it worked out well. Um, you know, get the ball out of Harden's hand because pretty much is the one, hits a catalyst of the offense, right? So we just got to, you know, we made the other people try to score, which is, uh, you know, obviously it worked out for us really well. Four games straight. That was, that was sweet. You know what? What's kind of interesting is like at least in
1: years past, when when the Warriors have matched up with with the Rockets, right? Like Mm -hmm. all these other uh, complementary players came to hoop. Like Eric Mm -hmm. Gordon would Mm -hmm. kill us. Even Austin Rivers would actually have some big games with us. It seems like the bench for Houston or the supporting cast outside of the 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 stars just didn't really, you know, become really big factors in this series. Why do you think uh, that
0: was the case? I feel like that um, rendition of the the Rockets that played the Warriors, first of all, they had Chris Paul on their team. And Chris Paul and Westbrook, they're both, in their own respects, superstar point guards, but their games are really different. You know what I mean? (laughs) Especially in the fourth quarter, Chris Paul is actually one of the most clutch players in the fourth quarter i hate to admit that but uh, yeah i mean if he didn't pull that hamstring i'm not saying they would have won but it would (laughs) have been dicey right bro oh yeah man i I was i was i was scared man and when he when he went down i was like oh yeah and i want to mention also this before you continue jc don't forget that the rockets actually had some kind of rim protection back then when the rockets played you guys they had clint capella yeah. And David knows all too well. Clint Campello yeah. was on his fantasy team.
2: Yep. Yeah. This guy can
0: block shots and he can yeah. dominate the boards, right, David? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And can't believe they traded him away, but you yeah, know they, they went all in. For? They went Who? all in with that small ball.
1: Yeah, who'd they get for, for Clint? Jeez, that actually would have made a re- a difference in the series. Well Man. he he was a uh, Covington
0: or Yeah, he was I think it was a s three three team trade and Covington yeah. came in that uh, deal.
1: Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. And Covington actually I mean he's a good player. He got hurt, actually, in the series. He took a, a shot, but, like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the size, actually, yeah, you're right. It's really, really punishing once you have, like, all the bigs, especially when AD is just, just going all just feasting, monsters, man. dude. Yeah. Like, he's just, <laughs> it's crazy. They No one could check him. You can't put Tyson Chandler on him. Like, you, can't, you know what I mean? We, PJ can only do so much. He did all right in game one, but
0: then... Over a long series, that's just gonna just gonna get at you, dude. This whole talk of micro ball—it's just proven that micro ball doesn't work, and you can't you can't compare any kind of micro ball to what the Warriors have. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Warriors still employ sometimes a traditional five of shot blocking five. You know what I mean? Like they don't just go small the whole game like the Rockets are trying to do. So for me, it's like, what are you they really trying to do? If you don't have any rim protection. It's like a it's like a walk into the walk to the rim, dude. Like, you know, like LeBron James. What is he worried about when he gets to the rim? I mean, David, like, this guy was going to the rim at will, man. He's either getting fouled or scoring buckets, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. LeBron definitely couldn't get stopped. I mean, you see, he just goes ninety-four feet. He gets a block shot on one end, and he drives it all the way to the basket for for n1 you know so that just really kills you <laughs> if i was the rocket that you know there's nothing else they can do i mean pj tucker can only do so much he has to put up with ad and now he's mm-hmm. got to put up with lebron you know
0: so yeah i actually felt bad for, for pj tucker that guy puts everything out there man <laughs> that guy like yeah. you can tell he's working so hard <laughs> yeah
1: seriously it, it didn't seem like uh, Mike D'Antoni made any adjustments. I know mm. that he had some personnel sort of deficiencies. I mean, uh, you know. Losing Daniel House? For, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. Some some bad decisions oh, <laughs> on man. that organization all the way. But, like, you know what I mean? It's just like it really makes it difficult to do that. But even still, it's just like, you know, he he, he could have matched up a little bit. He could have tried to, you know you know m- make the the boards battle a little bit more you know contested or have some rim protection maybe Tyson Chandler wasn't a bad idea <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows but you know it's all hindsight and you know at least as, as I heard today it doesn't seem like he's coming back so that team is going to be really really different moving forward yeah, yeah
2: th- I think they said Tantone he he opted out right of their yeah extension offer right yeah so, so. He he's like, like I'm, I'm, I'm out, dude. <laughs> he knows it's not going to work. <laughs> he's like,
0: i these
1: prima donnas, right?
0: You know what What he's saying? He's like, man, I've been working with point guards that can shoot. Even Jeremy Lin, Lin Sanity, that guy was hoisting up shots. I don't know if I can handle, uh, as David said, Westbrook <laughs> for another year. I mean, I, I trust me, I, I like Westbrook. I, I think that dude is... There, there's a part of him that has that Mamba mentality, but then there's a part of him that also... That guy just runs into a brick wall. Like he doesn't. There's only one gear. You know what I mean like he can't shift gears at all, and and it comes at a cost sometimes to your team. You know when you can't adapt, you can't you can't shift your game. You can't. It's kind of like Giannis. Giannis, he kind of kind of kind of got exposed in these playoff series. Like this guy doesn't have an in between game. It's either he's shooting a really bad three, or he's doing some kind of fast break transitional um, run to the rim, or taking these long strides the Euro step, but where's his in-between game can he post up and that's kind of like what Westbrook his game is like um he just can't elevate his game to another level and make his teammates better and david yeah. who who has followed kobe all these years same yep. thing with kobe man like he was just a scorer could he make his teammates better and when you when he started to evolve his game that's when he started winning uh, chips again outside of Shaq right david
2: yeah yeah i mean you know i've been watching kobe ever since the beginning so he de- definitely Evolved quite a bit, like he's like you mentioned. Um, you know, I mean, look at the, some of the rosters that he had to work with, oh. but he still carried into playoffs, right? Uh, we got, pr- we still did pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you really just need to find complementary pieces
1: and a willing superstar to really kind of trust those other guys to really, really reach the pinnacle. And mm-hmm. I don't know if Russ is ready for that. You know what I mean? I just, I, I, I don't know. Like he had all the talent with OKC before when KD was there. But they were just kind of, you know, bashing heads with each other. And I don't know if that's going to be the formula with him and Harden. Um, again, very, very talented. But there really needs to be some sort of team concept that needs to be incorporated if you really want to win it all. I mean, we saw it last year with uh, with Toronto, right? I mean, um, they, they, they had Kawhi, who was the anchor. But at the same time, they were really
0: playing team ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. I mean, when we you look back see. in retrospect, Katie's decision to leave Oklahoma City, Thund- the Oklahoma City Thunder, even though they were about to beat you guys, the decision was great because at the end of the day, Katie wants to be in a winning culture, but also in a in a team system that utilizes everyone's skill set. And Westbrook yeah. is just not the guy, you know. Yeah. He kind of dominates the way you play, you know, the mm-hmm. the way he plays. So why kd left it kind of makes sense look at Harden and westbrook like they're just taking turns going one-on-one that's not how you want to play ball like look we, we've all played ball before and we played with guys that who just want to jack up shots or just like take it to the rim all the time that's not fun to play with a guy like that <laughs> let's mm-hmm. be honest right yeah
1: yeah yeah for sure well that that lasted you know what? Three years for KD, then he changes. My, my good, <laughs> He's like, you know Brooklyn, what? Bro, <laughs> I'm
0: I'm good jacking up shots. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I, got, I got my rings, man. Yeah.
1: I want I want the Rock again. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's true, and I, I don't understand. I mean, you know where I stand with regards to this. I mean, obviously I'm biased because mm-hmm. he jumped over to the Warriors. But I was just like, I mean, the dude just wanted to play pure ball, and he got so much flack for for making that decision that you know you know it kind of sucks that he it couldn't be appreciated for what it was but it is what it is and you know it was a different chapter uh, in those times so what's next though for the lakers you know the rockets have been disposed that rocket
0: has pardon the pun ran out of fuel um (laughs) you guys are waiting for the next matchup then i know dude like me david and and our boy leo our our clipper expert we have this chat on the on the side and we've been discussing the clippers and nuggets series and i'll be honest game five game six i was predicting the clippers to win and jc you know this i was telling yeah. you on the side too like oh look we're prepping for this episode for david and once the Clippers series wrap we'll do a lakers versus clippers preview <laughs> but you know what the nugget said f you jack yeah. F you, david <laughs> actually up. no i don't want to say f you david because david to your credit, buddy, you've been predicting the Nuggets are going to force a game 7. <laughs> Nostradamus. Yeah, man.
2: Jesus. Clipper David. curse. Clipper yeah. curse still going on. You know why David
0: <laughs> predicted that? It's because Chuck gave a guarantee. Chuck Bar- <laughs> Charles Barkley gave a guarantee on TNT, right, David? Is that why?
2: Yeah. Well, partly, but I mean, I know Nuggets have some fighting them though. Mm. You know, it's it's easier to get complacent when you're when you're up 3-1 in a series, right? So, closeout games are never easy. Hey, David. Yeah. Not for the
0: Lakers it's not that's true. we don't that, get complacent <laughs> yeah, but you know
2: we were kind of scared right i mean like yeah. like you said we we predicted six games but who mm. knew who knew we finished him up for four straight yeah
1: so so i did see the the game since we mm. can't really preview this lakers clippers you know western conference finals we gotta give some credit to the nuggets what yeah. happened i didn't see the game it was let, like, let it me let me tell you bro
0: let me tell you man it's a it's, a, it's basically game five and game six was the same story. The, the Clippers were up big, double digits in the third quarter. And they, for the, from a, a bystanders, you know, I don't really have a dog in the race. I'm just like, man, they're done. The Nuggets are done. But they came back each time, right, David? They came back down. I think you, today they came back down 18 and 19. They yeah. were down 18, 19 in the third, something like that. Yeah. They just, it was like a fury that couldn't stop or tornado that couldn't be stopped. And the Clippers just folded.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Joe, uh, the Joker, was mm-hmm. pretty much the problem. You know, uh, once he started hitting outside threes, mm. um, you know, just inside outside. I mean, the Clippers basically had no big man that can stop him. So, and he was he's an excellent passer too, right? So he got everybody involved on their team. Everybody, you know, team ball. Um, they were attacking from, you know, everywhere basically, and they just got hot.
0: I feel like J.C. could appreciate. The Joker's game, Nikola Jokic's game. He's just got that the old school, old school big, big man, man, man game. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It
1: seems like if he was popping threes, that uh, that's not as old school <laughs> as you think it is. You know what I mean? All right, uh, no, a uh,
0: rendition of the old school. <laughs> no, I know
1: what you mean. I know what you mean, though. I I, I know what you mean. I, I, I mean, this mean, dude is not you, jumping you, over anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like you know, I, you know, the Joker is you know a, a Husky boys uh, basketball <laughs> player. You know what I mean? I definitely like his game. You know, he's just kind of—I mean, he's a fulcrum, right? Like yeah. he could, you could—you could—you could run an offense through through the Joker, and the fact that he's multidimensional, right? I know mm-hmm. all the wings get some love in terms of being positioned as basketball, but you could still be a big and still kind of play all these different roles. You know, as a big man you don't have to just be the one kind of cleaning the boards. You can run an offense through him, you know, you can facilitate, you could, you know, run some screens, you can do pick and roll, you can do so much things. And the Joker, you know, has developed being that kind of anchor for for Denver. Um, So, I think He still has some weaknesses defensively. I know Draymond was kind of talking about, you know, if they really want to go all the way, he needs to kind of really pick that up. But he does so much for that team. And it seems like he really kind of was a difference maker, at least for today's game, uh, and pushing that that series to to Game 7. So it's really, really interesting that, you know... The Clippers are kind of struggling with that, just because even if the Clippers make it to the next round, mm. and I don't, I don't even know at this point. It seems like they've choked two straight games. Who knows what's going to happen in Game Seven? Anything can happen any yeah. give any given Sunday, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the Lake, you know, the Clippers potentially, you know, match up with with Bigs, because it seems like Zoo is having a trouble with uh, someone like the Joker. How the hell are you going to handle An-
0: Anthony Davis? You know what I mean? Yeah. I I liken this, this comparison, even though it's not a straight comparison, just looking at the two players. But how the Joker controls the game is much like how LeBron controls the game. You uh-huh. know, he he scores when he needs to, when he when he feels like he, the team needs it. But for the most part, he controls the whole how people are orchestrated on the court. You know, he's mm-hmm. the focal point. He puts people in position, and when that guy is controlling the game like that, especially in the second half, the last two games, where the Nuggets came back you know to extend the series this guy's controlling the game you can tell like David today this mm-hmm. guy hit like two threes in a row and they couldn't do anything about it because they're worried about his passing yeah. <laughs> how he's moving shifting the offense and everyone else is going off because he's just hitting the wide open uh, passes he's, he's making the right decision that's what LeBron does and a lot of times he gets shit for it LeBron because instead of shooting the shot himself what which is what Kobe would have done. LeBron <laughs> passes it and make or miss sometimes you just get the blame when you're the leader, right man?
2: Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah.
0: Who do you think is going to win, David? Game 7. Ooh, you, you you've been you've been calling it, dude. You, you you're like 100% right now in this series. <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a tough one, but uh
2: if I had to put money on it, Ooh. uh I got to put Clippers, I think. Oh. I mean, being coached by Doc Rivers, you mm. know, all these playoff experience. Uh, having won a chip before in Boston um and they got i mean Kawhi and PG i mean yeah you know it's how how do you how do you bet against them you know i mean they were up 18 like both game 5 and 6 mm. but i think they just relaxed too much you know they thought they thought the nuggets might just fold but never did
0: you're going to um, change will you change your your bet if chuck guarantees it <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I mean, I think he he picked the Clippers what three straight times. So I mean, third times a charm, right? So, <laughs> so I'm a, I'm gonna stick with the Clippers How about you, Jay-C? for Game Seven.
0: JC, what's your call
1: right now, buddy? I mean, you know, you know me, especially in uh, this mm. this bubble NBA where business is really low. I have a feeling that you know, uh, it's not gonna be good for the NBA if mm. the Nuggets move on. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Just throwing it out there. I think, you know, a, a freeway series is gonna be best for all the viewers. Um, and they have all the big names. As much as the Joker is really good uh as a basketball player, hmm. let's not get it twisted. Kawhi and PG are bigger names, so uh but outside of just all these conspiracy conspiracy theories, I do feel like uh David makes a really good point. I think Doc Rivers has experience, uh, and I think uh and Mike Malone's a good coach but Doc Rivers has experience you know getting a ring and I think that might be uh, a difference in terms of uh, you know how this series will go I think you know Denver might lose a little bit of steam and I think it's going to be a Lakers Clippers Western Conference finals I hope uh, uh you know I hope that I'm uh, I'm wrong. I think Denver, you know, is shown a lot of promise. You but... love the underdog, man, the <laughs>
0: lovable underdog.
1: Man, I just don't want LA. I'm just <laughs> sick and tired of LA talking LA week after week after Dude, week. JC knows if it's a if <laughs> it's, it's a LA, LA if it's
0: a yeah. LA hall, hallway series, it's gonna be more of it, man. Uh, We're gonna man. be inviting Leo back <laughs> <I'm>... on, <laughs>
1: and, I, would... I, and my my heart is for the big guys, man. You know what I mean. Yeah, I love yeah. I love the bigs, <laughs> but we'll probably see an la series
0: dude yeah. d- david you're 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 trying to give leo a little bit more confidence i, I know you're at the end of the day <laughs> you're his good friend you don't want him to feel too bad you don't want his heart broken you only want us to break his heart <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's okay it's okay I, if it does come down to uh labor clippers i know we, we just have to break his heart no choice <laughs> no choice
1: I'll, I'll tell you this: uh, If the Clippers move on, the Lakers haven't really matched up, at least in this playoffs mm-hmm. thus far, with a, you know a squad that's like the Clippers. Yeah. I feel like you know Houston and, and Portland, they're you know they're kind of similar in terms of the way that they kind of play the game, mm-hmm. right? In terms of just trying to outshoot you and mm-hmm. you know kind of not really playing defense. The, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I I I think you know the Clippers pose a very, very, very different challenge. A fa- aside from the fact that Kawhi is there and, you know, he's probably the closest to anyone in this league that can kind of, you know, match up with LeBron. Uh, you know, the Clippers also have a lot, a, a deeper bench. And we called this, you know, months back, even, you know, in the middle of COVID or I don't even remember when we talked to Leon when that, when mm-hmm. that happened. So it'll be really interesting. So, you know, I know the NBA would want to see it, but I'm sure it will be really, really compelling basketball if it happens.
0: Well, speak, well since we're talking about conspiracy theories, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we have to mention this topic. Giannis, man. I mean, JC, you actually brought this to my attention. You yeah, hit me man. up just the other day, and I was talking about this other, all, this other sports, all this other sports crap, and you're like, bro, did you see like Giannis unfollow the Bucks account and his teammates? And I was like, what? It's not something Giannis would do. I looked it up on Yahoo Sports, and look, Yahoo Sports is legit, man. Yeah. <laughs> They're sourced, you know? Yeah. And I was like, damn, you're right. <laughs> this guy did unfollow. And again, this is very uncharacteristic for Giannis. I mean, we're talking about the Greek freak. He's He's been playing his cards right the whole time he's been in the NBA. No controversy, nothing of that nature, you know what I mean? And this guy unfollowed these accounts after being flamed out by the heat. No pun intended. Also, on the side, I've been poking you all the time like Giannis to the Warriors and look this has been in the rumors for a long time I know man Mike so, Mike talked about it the last episode exactly so you're doing it so it's just like hey man we're, we're, we're almost kind of talking this into existence you know what I mean like this is kind of weird right JC yeah
1: I mean the the they've always been linked mm-hmm. uh you know for all these years you see all the memes you see all like the White Walker memes I don't even know what they're doing in terms of that so it's really interesting like what mm-hmm. you said it's you know, Giannis is not the type to actually kind of really have a lot of controversy. Even after the series, after the heat, he actually said that yeah uh that yeah, I'm not gonna have, I'm not gonna request the trade. I'm the type to, you know, pass you know, try to you know, bash through a a wall mm-hmm. rather than go around it. So I guess he was trying to suggest that, you know, he's not like the K D type that would kinda of do this. Mm-hmm. But you know, after after having all of that settle in, what do you expect him to say in that context? that anyway, yeah. he was just like i'm I'm out of here guys, you know, fuck y'all you know what I mean he's not gonna yeah. say that, so it's really, really interesting um that he would do that. Uh, I mean, coming into like you know this week, I was just like, yes, wishful thinking, I think it's you know less than a five percent chance that we'll actually have you know have a chance to get him, but I don't know." I think you said this. You said, bro, when there's smoke, there's fire. Mm -hmm. So I tend to believe you. Now, doesn't mean that he's going to go to the Warriors, but it definitely kind of doesn't
0: bode well for his relationship with the Bucks. Well, this is why I want to throw it to David. If you put yourself into Giannis's position, right? Why Mm -hmm. would you? You're a public figure. Would there be? Why would you unfollow? You know, whatever you do is going to be scrutinized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think where there's smoke, there is fire? Do you think there is something there? Uh, I think there is
2: probably a low chance that he, you know, he's going to request a tray or whatever, mm-hmm. but or at least make it public. But mm-hmm. you know, he probably saw what happened, what Katie did. Just imagine what he, if he did the same thing, you know, yeah. what kind of drawback he's going to get uh, in the public eye. Um, but I do think he he has more of that Mamba mentality. He he wants to fight through. Mm-hmm. Bring the championship to his his team, yeah. so I, I I I I feel like he's gonna stick around. That's well, my vote.
0: If you want to compare him to the Mamba mentality, let's not forget Kobe demanded a trade. And you remember that's true. Those days. That's true. And and the, the reason the reason why Kobe demanded a trade was because he has the Mamba mentality. If he realizes the organization is not putting the pieces around him and he's practiced, you know, Kobe's going all all the way every single time, every practice, every time he he does his own shoot arounds. He's like, I want to win the chip. If he realizes, hey, man, you guys aren't holding up your end of the bargain. You guys aren't a championship caliber organization and trying to put pieces around me. I'm out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why Demetri. Maybe that's at the end of the day that's gonna push Giannis away because he's like, dude. Are these pieces around me gonna bring me to the next level? You know. Mm-hmm. Again, at the end of the day, he's gotta work on his own skill set first, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's yeah, be that's real. true. Yeah. But yeah. with that said, let's keep let's keep these uh, let's keep stoking the flames, and, man. And, I, wa- I want I want JC to feel hopeful. You know what I mean? It's been a rough <laughs> year for him.
1: Well, well, again, like I've been skeptical about this whole thing, right? And mm. there. There, I mean, the NBA is a small fraternity. There's links everywhere, right? Tell me about a link, yeah. buddy. Tell me yeah. about I, one link. Well, one key link that I have heard and I have researched and have confirmed is there's a certain uh, all generational shooter out there who has the same agent as
0: uh, Buddy a certain Greek freak, Buddy Hill. <laughs> right? You're talking about Buddy Hill? <laughs> Al Al said it's Buddy Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: All-generational uh, all <laughs> shooter who has rings, actually. <laughs> right. Good caveat. Has yeah. the same agent <laughs> as uh, the Greek freak. Um, so, you know, and, and we've kind of seen this, you know, with with uh, all these relationships. Mm. like You know, clutch sports mm-hmm. with the AD moving to the Lakers. Right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to compare the AD situation with Giannis' situation. I think it's slightly different. Um, but... Steph Curry and Giannis um, actually have the same agent. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's there's a link there and I don't know how much value that would put on things, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, these relationships matter. Aside from that, like, they kind of have been friendly. Um, I think the Warriors offer a lot of uh, sort of talent that could really put them in a championship window, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. I think we have, the skill set of players that would really complement Giannis. So yes, it would be nice to, to see him in a Warrior uniform. Whether or not we have, <laughs> whether sure. or not we, yeah, whether or not we have all the assets, I'm sure you know. Twenty nine other teams would want to have him mm-hmm. on their squad, right? That's that's to be determined. But I'll take that advantage of you know having the same agent
0: as Steph, because um, these guys are very influential. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh since David and I have had a close look at how the AD situation played out. And I don't think these situations aren't necessarily parallel because number one, they're represented by different people and also they're different people in general. Right. But regardless behind the scenes, these players are, are trying to make moves, right. Whether it's their agents or them at the end of the day, if Giannis doesn't want to be there, he will behind the scenes tell management and give them a list of teams that he's willing to go to. Mm-hmm. And, that will play out. How it will play out? I don't think they'll want to do it publicly, unless their own team leaks it, like the Bucks, because they want some kind of leverage. But this situation, if it's this bad that it continues this badly, it'll play out that way. JC, I'm telling you, this is just this has happened in the NBA for years, man. And especially with the player empower- empowerment kind of uh, era we're in. This is—they're flexing, you know. It's, this is time for any player to flex their power and go, go to go to the destination they want. Because let's not forget, this is a job that they're drafted into. This is a team and a city that they don't choose to begin with. So whatever loyalty they feel, again, they might believe it, but at the end of the day, they never chose to be there. You know, it was a, a random set of circumstances that they're thrown into. It's like David, if you're thrown into a city that you grew up or like. That you had to move into for your work. Are you that loyal? Maybe at the end of the day, you're going you're gonna to shop around. Maybe my family is going to be better in California. So this is just something that we have to all think about. At the end of the day, maybe Giannis will be the warrior. Maybe Giannis will be a Laker. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just messing. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind.
2: <laughs> his, bro- his brother plays for the Lakers, right? It's That's like, why we signed him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, man, it's all about relationships, right, JC? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs>
2: That, that's yeah, blood yeah. relationship. That's better than agent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, would come you join ship, your brother. <laughs>
1: would you ship LeBron out for a, uh, for Giannis? Oh, man.
0: Yeah,
2: that's, a, that's that's tough.
0: If he that's gets tough. His, yeah, that's tough. I mean, if you're a GM, you probably would do it. <laughs> I
1: mean, LeBron's you know? 30-something. Yeah. He's, he's balding. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> <laughs> been balding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, man. You can get a 25-year-old, almost two-time MVP. But, you know, LeBron's LeBron. Well, I'll tell you as this. Much-
0: At the end of the day, the Warriors pulled off KD, which no one expected. Mm-hmm. Can the Warriors pull this off? It's in the realm of possibility, dude. It's, it's legit in the realm of possibility. Whether it's 5%, 2%, 10%, 15%, it's in the realm of possibility. These guys, as they said themselves, are light years ahead. And you, if there's a chance, they're going to they're gonna push in all their chips. You know what I mean?
1: yeah dude and then we'll have like a vaccine for COVID like by
2: Christmas <laughs> and <laughs> you can actually go to a game with Giannis <laughs> Who, you Stem- tell me it's possible <laughs> <laughs> so I can hoop oh uh,
1: yeah <laughs> no, I know it's just ritual thinking yeah it is um, it's a pipe I, dream yeah, it's still a pipe I, it's dream just, it is a possibility and I think oh. more than ever you know you know I, I, I think the memes are funny but like mm. at the back of my mind I was just like it's just it's too like it's too complex to happen yeah. Yeah. but I do think more and more the possibility has increased by like the, the way that the bucks flamed out this whole social media thing which is really funny to think about because mm-hmm. it's like dude like why the fuck would we think that social media would actually mean something but it does mean something it's the, rea- it's the reality yeah. that we kind of fall into these days like you know social media yeah. god knows tells us so much about people Hell these yeah days, you know what I mean like in it, so many ways like normal people what makes Giannis different, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see what happens. It's a compelling story. It's one story that I'm keeping track of, more than the NBA playoffs, unfortunately, at this point, because, man, these teams. (laughs) Um, But but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well,
0: well, let's just say that's a wrap to our endless reckless speculation segment (laughs) you know it is reckless speculation i mean there's no there's no merit to any of this stuff besides he unfollowed the bucks account yeah yeah it's just like are you kidding me that's really what
1: we're we're kind of using but i mean that's all that hey man this is
0: we're in the midst of covid man everything is on the table dude that's true
1: that is true that is true it's such a weird year i mean i was on mars like earlier this week
0: here man I was like, oh, living shoot, in orange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the sky right here. So anything is fair game for sure. <laughs> hey, man, me and David on this end. David, how is it going? I mean, you, you're you you're in SoCal, too. You're in L.A. County area. Like, how bad is it for you with the Bobcat fires?
2: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, the smoke is just taking over. You know, when I wake up in the morning, it mm-hmm. smells like smoke in the house. When you go out, it's ashes everywhere, you know? But uh, yeah, I, I think NorCal was, was pretty bad too, right?
0: I, I dude, saw all the pictures online. JC, yeah. didn't you say it was like yeah. like a couple of days ago? It was still dark at one p.m. or something yeah, like man. that. Wow! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a midweek here this
1: past week, it was like, dude, it was like straight up orange. Mm. Like it's like that movie, The Martian, or like mm-hmm. all this all these sort of weird movies. It's just like a, a haze, and you know. Shout out to all the firefighters yeah. that are fighting yeah. fighting these these, yep. these wildfires. You know, it's really unfortunate that it's become sort of like a, a fact of life for us mm-hmm. in California that we have to deal with this 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 you know tragedy on a year uh, on a year to year basis. I remember it had been happening last year. Now it's on top of COVID and racial unrest and you know all of these other things. So it actually kind of hits so much harder
0: this year. Yeah. But it's just man. It's crazy year I know <laughs> yeah, man it yeah, just things keep adding up but let, let's let's close this uh, episode with I mean we can't leave this episode without talking about the NFL season openers you know especially for you JC I know you've been waiting for the NFL season to come because it's been tough for you basketball wise and yeah. I, you got to mention the Niners. How, how did it go today for you, man? Oh, man. Damn, man. He <laughs> hey, man, that's, you know, Bobcat fires it. and the fires <laughs> up north. It only makes Jeez. sense to mention the Niners right Jeez.
1: now. <laughs> no, I, you're right. I've been looking. I mean, crazy how, as it sounds, man, the last time there was a football game, is was the Super Bowl, right? And that was pre-COVID. Can you imagine that COVID has been going on since the <laughs> Super Bowl? It's all really last freaking time. bonkers. And now a new season has started it just kind of tells you like how long we've been dealing with this whole pandemic. So like what you said, I mean, you know, you know, the football team up North here is doing much better than our basketball team this past year. So I've been keeping track of Mm -hmm. that. And, uh, you know, today was, well, Thursday was opening night for football. Mm -hmm. And then, um, at least this Sunday, it was for the rest of the teams. And the Niners were playing the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm here hyped, man, because I'm thinking <laughs> we're coming off a Super Bowl run. It's going to be dope. These guys are going to be locked in. It's revenge season. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 24-20 lost to, uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. In an empty stadium. How weird was that? It was, it, how weird was so that? surreal. It was weird, man. Mm. It was weird. It was, It's just the game was like uh, the game was like it was 2020 that's the best way i can for- mm-hmm. freaking explain things it was just so surreal they were just not you know it's just, it is not the same team that i saw at least playing the games last year they were you know they were just not executing on all, th- all three phases so you know i'm coming into this episode a little bit hot <laughs> just because i <laughs> was not really happy about that that effect did you guys catch any of the NFL games?
2: Uh, I caught just a you know a quarter here and there mm-hmm. uh, from earlier this morning, but I feel like having not having fans there, I mean, definitely creates a different atmosphere for not just football but basketball too, because um, that home court advantage is gone,
0: right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just weird. Especially it's so quiet. for the NFL, it's their crowd. The crowd for the NFL is way more hyped than a basketball crowd. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure especially we, know, when you have you like going
1: to man at well, Oracle well like we're talking about no, a difference kidding,
0: between 20,000 people and freaking like 50,000, 60,000 people yeah, dude yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know that's like double the amount of a basketball game yeah yep. I mean I, when I, you're talking yeah. about like the black hole for the Oakland Raiders and shit like that I mean yeah. it's different the levels
1: the man over at Seattle yeah. ugh. <laughs> you know like they I mean yeah you're right you're right it's like if of all of the professional sports actually crowds make the most impact in football just because of the crowd noise the energy that they can get you know it's just uh, especially with football where it's just just the sheer amount of people it's the action the anticipation the tailgates the energy that's just generated for this one game because like you know baseball you can have a game every other night Mm -hmm. or every night right basketball there's a lot more games but in football there's all this pent-up energy yeah man you only have eight home games like in the season. So like when you're playing at home, everybody's just ready to go and that definitely
0: did not show earlier.
2: Dude, as
1: you said wah,
2: wah, wah.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Actually well, I wanted to we... ask David a quick question since the LA hasn't really had a football team in a long time. Do you do you root for the Rams? You know what I mean? Like do you feel attached to them at all?
2: Uh I mean I'm not too much of a mm-hmm. football guy but mm-hmm. I mean I do follow the Rams more mm-hmm. um, just because they're LA now. Yeah, 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 that's for sure. Okay. I mean they you know they they were LA before, right? So Yeah, a long ass uh, time ago though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I do I do follow them.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah. I I kind of want to go back to the Niners because I did watch some of that game. Um not not that, not in detail, but I did watch some mm-hmm. of it and yeah, man, they they kind of dropped the ball and Ky- Kyler Murray just torch them man i mean I, I also think jimmy g needs to step up step up i mean his completion percentage at 57 it's it's just not gonna that's not gonna cut it you know what i mean like i don't know i don't know what i don't know what's going on with them they maybe it is a kind of a super bowl hangover a little bit a long run last year yeah mm-hmm. i mean
1: it's just a bunch of factors i'm sure i mean there was no preseason this mm-hmm. year so it kind of had a pre- preseason feel especially because there wasn't a crowd. Yeah. Uh, but all your number ones are playing. It's just weird. Um, you know, there were a couple injuries there too, mm-hmm. but in all honesty, dude, like all the teams did not have a preseason. Yeah. All the teams have injured players. At the end of the day, it's all about execution and, mm-hmm. and game plan and coaching, right? And just players making plays and it didn't happen. So needless to say, at this point, I was really disappointed. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much what it is just because I feel like the team should have come in with a whole lot of focus. They lost the Super Bowl, so they they should be out for blood.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that didn't happen in game 1. But the good news is it's a long season and, you know, there's a lot of time for adjustment and if you're going to drop one of these, you know, duds, you want to do it early in the season rather than later in the season, but
0: Hey, man, it, it can be like yeah, the Lakers, man. Like the Lakers have lost the first game in the last two series. Could be a wake up call, buddy. You can string together four games in a row. Man,
1: you don't need a wake up call didn't last the. Super Football Bowl, is very man. different, though, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. You lost the Super Bowl. You need to be like, I'm, I'm out to get. I'm out to take heads
0: out of here, but wasn't the case man but we'll see what again. happens next week they play the jets so that's a yeah. that's a must win dude you cannot lose to the jets you know yeah, what i mean yeah. exactly yeah
1: you know i mean if you if you're trying to win a super bowl you got to win the games that you should be winning and you know next week is uh you know it's, it's, it's a should win game so anyway it's uh, i just to wrap up the football mm-hmm. segment, I do feel like, you know, it's nice to see football happening yeah. again. Um, you know, it just kind of gives us some semblance of normalcy mm-hmm. seeing all mm-hmm. of these sports happening yeah. once again. It's not the same old sport that we, we remember it being, but I guess beggars can't be
0: choosers at this point, man. We'll take what we can get, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, that. I do want to wrap up this episode and kind of kick it back to the Lakers since the Nuggets and the Clippers are still in the running like we don't know what the series is gonna be. I wanted to kind of ask David's opinion. Do you prefer a matchup? Do you prefer to play the Clippers or the Nuggets? First, I'll start with that question, and then we'll we'll go from there. Is there a team that you prefer more?
2: Well, I feel like uh, Nuggets should be the easier mm-hmm. opponent, mm-hmm. Um, but as a basketball fan, you definitely want to see Laker versus Clipper, right? Mm-hmm. Two of the strongest, stronger teams uh, from the West, um, and also the you know the superstars as on those two teams. Um, But, uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, if we get the Nuggets, they'll be a little bit easier, hopefully. (laughs) Knock on wood. (laughs) I don't want to jinx anything, but... Yeah, I know. know. I mean, these guys are coming (laughs) back
0: from 3-1 in two series. It's not going to be easy (laughs) series. (laughs) Yeah, man.
2: (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, if I were to pick, I mean, I'd definitely rather play the Nuggets Mm -hmm. than the Clippers right now.
0: I don't blame you, man. Same here. The Clippers, (laughs) they do strike fear in your heart, even though they have blown these two leads in back-to-back games. But if you really look at the games, they have been, aside from them choking, they have been outplaying the Nuggets every single game. (laughs) They just managed to F it up. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. So I I I totally agree with you. But (laughs) if, let's say, the Lakers play the Clippers right now, Mm -hmm. what's your prediction, buddy?
2: Uh... Lakers in seven.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. It's in stone. <laughs> Sorry, Leo. Lakers da- in seven. Nostradamus Davis this <laughs> predicted another Lakers series win. LA in the
1: finals. That's a prediction. <laughs> yep, yep. That's an easy, that's right. that's
0: easy, uh, easy pick for JC. Because you think it's LA versus LA next round. It's going to be LA in the finals either way. <laughs> LA loses the finals. No oh! The finals. oh, wow. Oh. Who do you think is going to be in the finals, JC? Um... You know, the way the, On the Lakers east side.
1: have been playing... Uh, for the East? Yeah. Well, Either way, you're picking the well, East the, to win, right? Well, the Lakers right? will lose, too. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I need to see how this Eastern Conference Finals... Celtics are yeah. yeah, but if... if, if uh, Without doing any scouting, this is just like, you know... you know, My significant gut is mm-hmm. telling me that uh, I think the Boston is going to make it. Okay. I just... Oh. I know Miami has been playing well, uh, and Spol- Spolstra is a winning coach. Mm-hmm. He's got rings. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like much of the roster for Miami is just a little too green behind their ears, and I think that's going to hit up. They're going to hit a freight train at some point. I think Boston, for the past couple of years, has been competitive. Their young guys have mm-hmm. taken some some licks, so it might be their time. So it might be
0: a Boston-LA finals. Any thoughts, David? Heat or our Celtics? Who do you, what do you uh, think are, is going to go to the finals in that series, without any at, games being played yet?
2: <laughs> I actually, go, I would pick the Heat. Um, I feel like you know Jimmy Butler, you know he's 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 uh, really strong there, and also he had their team is just so much deeper. They got all their young guys too, like Tyler Hero. I mean they're they're all contributing really well. Um, and Boston, I don't know if, how healthy Hayward is going to be. Mm. I feel like he's important too. He's going to play a factor. To as to who's going to win that series. But uh, so right now, I'll pick the Heat.
0: All right, let me write these predictions down so we can put some <laughs> some food on it. Next time we see each other, we can buy each other some kind of food. Whoever wins these predictions. I mean, I'm predicting Celtics and Lakers in the finals. So that's my prediction. And what, what better way to end with predictions for this episode? We want to thank David for coming on. And I do want to mention also that David, I've known David for a long time. And he's actually, he's been helping in providing PPE and selling PPE. So he actually has a website that sells, and this guy is legit. man. you know, he's he's been in this business for a long time. And the website is btb-sourcing.com. So especially in times like this, in COVID, this really important to pretty much gear up in the way that to protect yourself. So if you do want to visit the site, there is also a code ball versus life for 50% off. Again, this is quality stuff, man. You can either buy the three-ply face mask or the K95, kn95 respirators which are the legit ones that you want to protect yourself with so please visit the site shout out to david and really being in this providing this kind of stuff in this tough time so appreciate that david man appreciate you coming on this podcast and sharing your input dude we've known each other for a long time man
2: yeah i know i've been waiting for (laughs) to get on this pod. i mean i listen to every 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 episode you guys have you know so I guess that would be 49 plus now 50, right?
0: Yeah. And you're on so, the 50th, uh, dude. It's the yeah. anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah.
2: you. Thank you. But uh, yeah, you guys are doing a great job. You know, Keep it up.
0: Appreciate the love, brother. Yeah. And with that said, let's wrap it up, man. You can follow us on Ball Versus Life Official on IG. You can shoot us an email at ballversuslife at gmail.com. We will, we will actually tag all the things that I said uh, in terms of getting your ppe on our description and eventually our ig posts um thank you guys again for for tuning in as usual rate subscribe review whatever you can do to help us grow this podcast we truly appreciate and let's keep this uh, this laker train going right david yep yep peace out guys catch you guys on the next episode
2: peace all right stay
0: safe